everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the DIF ABA podcast with me, your host, Dr. Lillian Kerubo, a pediatrician and behavior therapist. This week, we are talking about addiction behavior, the behavior of being addicted to something. How does that come about? How do you get rid of it? Let's listen and learn together. Addiction is an inability to stop using a substance or engaging in a behavior even though it is causing psychological and physical harm. So this person knows something is wrong for them, but they simply cannot find the means within themselves to stop engaging in either partaking of a substance or an activity. An addict finds it almost impossible to resist partaking in the said substance or activity even though it is causing problems at work, in school, or at home. And the problems at home are usually with their parents because we are focusing on children. So a child, a, a child who is an addict will probably have challenges relating with his or her parents, with his or her teachers. And if they are privileged enough to have a job, she or she may have problems with his or her workmates. They find themselves in a cycle of either partaking the drug or the activity. When they are not partaking, they are therefore withdrawing from the activity or the drug. Or if they are not doing that, then they are looking for active ways of engaging in that activity or substance. So it becomes like a, a cycle that goes on and on and on and doesn't stop. Either you're taking the drug or the activity. If you're not taking it, it means you're withdrawing from the activity or the drug because you just had it maybe a day or two ago. When you're withdrawing, you then get this urge to go get that activity or that drug again. So you start doing active things to get it. It could be stealing money or it could be going to seek out the drug from the peddler or wherever the source is. This is very common with teenagers and young adults and we are going to find out why. Commonly, people are addicted to substances or drugs. They may also be addicted to activities and they may also be activity ad addicted to people or feelings. Some common drugs that can cause addiction include alcohol, cigarettes, bang, cocaine, heroin, methamphetamines, and prescription medications. We had already discussed what it looks like when a child is addicted to any of these substances, and I will link to the show notes the previous episode that I had done on how you can tell when your child is addicted to one or more of these substances. Some common uh, activities that people can be addicted to include uh, pornography, sex, dating, working, video games, watching certain shows, social media, or betting. And you may be surprised to know that teenagers also engage in these activities. Often we think it's only adults who suffer from sex addiction and maybe gaming addiction and betting addiction. But some teenagers and young adults also have these problems. Some teenagers and young adults are actually addicted to other people. 
you might find a, a girl who is addicted to her boyfriend or vice versa. And this is usually dependent on the type of the personality that the, the, the victim has. There are a lot of factors, but one of them is if the, the victim has a dependent personality disorder, it is very easy for this person to be addicted to another person or to be addicted to the process of falling in love, to the dating game, to the choosing game. It can be very addictive to some people. Why do young people find themselves as addicts and what are the triggers? Sometimes it's all in the genes. If you are born in a family that has had many addicts, it could be that there's a genetic inheritance going on where almost everybody passing through that line gets that susceptibility gene, which means you are at a higher risk of getting addicted as compared to somebody who doesn't have that gene. Now, the problem is we do not test for these genes when people are born. So it usually leaves us to error when this person accidentally consumes something and then automatically they become an addict. And we never know in advance whether we have the susceptibility gene or not. So the best advice is that you stay away as much as possible because you never know whether you have the susceptibility gene or not. The upbringing of a child also matters. If everyone in the family is an addict, it's highly likely that the child might also have an addiction problem later on. And this is because that's all they have seen and that's all they have known. He or she knows addiction is one of the ways of dealing with life's problems and therefore they quickly turn to it when life gets hard. The culture surrounding the child. If addiction is something that is not seen as a problem nobody thinks addiction is an issue then the child will grow up knowing it's okay and therefore it becomes easier for the child to also become an addict poverty is a major trigger for addiction this is because poverty brings with it a lot of problems lack of food lack of health care lack of proper education, lack of proper recreational activities. And so young teenagers and uh, young adults tend to resort to cheap thrills to either keep themselves happy or to escape the fact that they are growing up in very tough times. And one of these cheap thrills could either be a substance or an activity like betting uh, and therefore they might end up becoming addicts. Demotivation. If a young teenager or an adult is demotivated either because their grades are not great or nobody in their life is encouraging them and making them feel good about their life, they easily resort to a drug or an activity to cope with those negative feelings of not being good enough. If a teenager or a child has suffered trauma or abuse or any adverse event in their childhood, they may use drugs or an activity to cope with the negative feelings that arise every time they remember the trauma or the abuse. So these children can either use drugs or activities as either an escape from the negative feelings because the drugs sometimes give a temporary uh, amnesia or a temporary escape from the psychological effects of the trauma or they may use the drugs because the drugs elevate their mood the drugs give them a euphoria especially for alcohol and cocaine there's a euphoria there's a positive feeling that they get from the drug that they cannot get from their real life some children and teenagers engage in addictive behavior because of peer pressure and this is because they need to get social acceptance 
when teenagers reach the age of about 12 to 16, the most important thing for them becomes getting accepted into a peer group or a peer circle. And so if the ticket or if the way to get that acceptance is by taking a drug or engaging in an activity that is addictive, then so be it. That is what they are going to do. Some teenagers and young adults have underlying mental, emotional, or personality illnesses. For example, children with ADHD are at a high risk of getting addicted to a substance or an activity. Children with schizophrenia are at a high risk of, of getting addicted to substances, especially bang. Children with uh, dependent personality disorder are at a high risk of getting addicted to love and getting addicted to dating and maybe even addicted to sex because of the underlying personality disorder. So it's always good to understand when you get an addict or a child who is showing addictive tendencies, whether they have an underlying mental, emotional or personality disorder. Some teenagers and young adults end up in addictive behavior because they have been groomed by predators. As we all know, nowadays children are targets of criminals and uh, sexual predators out there. So they may groom them from the internet or from wherever they get to interact. And therefore this child grows up maybe giving uh, or having uh, illicit sex with this person. And as they grow up, it becomes a habit that is reinforced and that is repeated until it becomes an addiction. Some teenagers engage in addictive behavior because they have a lot of free and unstructured time. If a child is not engaged either in school or in a job or in a talent or in an activity that is productive, they may fill up those gap hours by engaging in an activity that can be addictive. If there is family conflict at home, uh, parents who are going through a divorce and are therefore fighting throughout uh, severe sibling rivalry, a teenager might escape this family conflict by engaging in an activity that enables them to forget what the problem is. And this could be by engaging in video games or social media or watching certain shows or even engaging in pornography. So what are the dangers to addiction? Why do we not want our children to start engaging in an, uh, in an addictive behavior or drug? This dangers are specific to the particular addiction that this child may be engaging themselves in. So for example, a child who is a sex addict may have problems with their sexual health. So they may end up getting a lot of sexually transmitted illnesses. They may end up with injuries to their genital organs, especially if they're engaging in perverse acts. For children who are and who are addicted to video games, this leads to a lot of wasted time if you account for the amount of hours that children spend in front of video games playing them. It can amount to up to six hours a day. If you think about it, that's almost, if you, if you count it as years, that's almost uh, a lot of years spent playing video games. They may not meet their goals. Maybe they, uh, they don't get time to finish their homework because they are constantly playing video games if you give them tasks and chores at home they may not be able to attend to them because they are constantly playing video games if a child or a teenager is addicted to alcohol this puts them at risk of getting liver failure this puts, puts them at risk of getting uh, several cancers this puts them at, at risk of having a weakened immune system 
If a child is addicted to cigarettes, this, this puts them at risk of getting lung cancer and various other cancers. If a child is addicted to social media, and this is very common to teenagers again and young adults, this leads to a lot of wasted time and unmet goals. It can also lead to negative emotions because we know there's a lot of abuse that goes on on social media. If a child is addicted to methamphetamines, they may this may lead to them having slow reaction times, limited understanding, so their performance in school will go down. Their performance at work will also go down if they do end up getting employed or starting a business. Their ability to think logically and analytically is also affected. If a child is addicted to bang, they may have slowed reaction time, they may be demotivated, they may not have any interest in any activity in life. All they care about is getting the bang and smoking it. If a child is addicted to pornography, this may lead them to having low self-esteem because of the shame that is associated with engaging in pornography. This may also lead them to having poor social skills because the time that they would have developed their social skills by getting friends and talking to them and having positive relationships is spent engaging in pornographic activity. If a teenager or a young adult is addicted to gambling, this may lead to lost finances. If they had some savings, all those savings will be depleted to sustain this habit of gambling. If maybe they had a job, all the payment that they receive goes to sustain this habit. So they have poor finances. They have family conflict because maybe those finances were supposed to be used for another activity that and it has ended up in the hands of a gambler. If they were in college, they may end up consuming the tuition fees or the, the talent fees just to sustain the habit of gambling. Children who have addictive behavior, and this covers addictions to any substance, any activity or any feeling, have a higher risk of committing suicide. This is because Addictions come with a lot of guilt. They come with a lot of negative emotions. They also come with a lot of criticism, both from the outside world and even from the victim themselves. So their their tendency to get depressed and lose all hope and become disillusioned is higher. And one of the results of this is that they might commit suicide. Children who are showing addictive behavior can also easily engage in crime because they need to sustain the habit. And most of the time, these habits require money. And so if they don't have that money, they may resort to stealing, they may resort to mugging, they may resort to robbery. And this can result to them getting incarcerated or dropping out of school in case they get arrested. How can you spot an addict? How can you tell if your child is engaging in any addictive behavior? If their appearance changes, this is mostly common if they are abusing uh, substances or medications. Their appearance may change. They may become unkempt. Previously, maybe they were well-groomed and well-composed people, but now they are unkempt. They have red eyes. They have black lips, especially if they're smoking something. They may have black nails because of the deposits of nicotine under their nails, especially if they're smoking cigarettes. They may have a telltale smell or color. Uh, the smell of weed or bang is very specific and once you've smelled it you'll never forget it so if you smell it on your child it might be a clue that your child is engaging in a behavior that might be addictive the smell of cigarettes is also very distinct the smell of alcohol is also quite distinct 
if they engage in truancy or an explained absence from home. These are children who will not turn up for school. They will disappear from the house and you're not able to trace where they are and they're not able to explain where it is that they went. This could be a clue that your child may be engaging in addictive behavior. If your child starts engaging in criminal behavior, they start stealing things, things start disappearing from the house, they start uh, robbing people or robbing houses. This could be a clue that they need this money to actually sustain a habit that has become addictive. If you notice changes in your child's behavior, all of a sudden they are lying when previously they were truthful. If they suddenly start becoming rude, if their performance at school drops, if they suddenly become secretive, then this could be clues that your child may be engaging in an addictive behavior. If your child starts having health issues and previously he or she was fairly in good health, but all of a sudden they have this long lasting cough that doesn't seem to go away despite adequate treatment. They start getting sexually transmitted illnesses. They start having slurred speech. They are constantly drowsy. They have an increased appetite, especially if they are smoking weed. They may have seizures or convulsions, especially if they are, they are taking cocaine or heroin. They may also easily fall. Maybe they are just walking and then all of a sudden they lose balance and fall. This could be a clue that they are drunk. If they have stained teeth, then this could be a clue that they are engaging in smoking cigarettes or bang or even methamphetamines. If your child starts becoming financially unstable and previously they were financially stable, maybe they used to survive on an allowance of maybe a hundred shillings a week or whatever it was that you had agreed on and it previously it was enough and they could even save and buy something maybe during Christmas but all of a sudden all that money is gone they have no savings they keep coming back for more in the middle of the week and if you deny it they get angry this could be clues that your child may be engaging in addictive behavior if your child's emotions take a toll for the worse maybe they were happy children but all of a sudden they're angry they're moody they're testy they're they're cranky any small thing sets them off and they start yelling and throwing things around and if you dare ask them about whatever it is they're engaging in maybe if you have a clue that they could be engaging in pornography if you ask them about it they get defensive and they get angry this could uh, could be clues that your child is actually addicted to either a substance or an activity so how can we help addicts? How do we help children who are engaging in addictive behavior? The first thing is to try and help them to see the problem. This is not easy because most people who are addicts do not believe they have a problem. They actually believe the people pointing out the problem are the ones with the problem. So it is difficult, but it is possible. One of the things you can do is to attack the behavior, but not the child. Focus on what it is that you think is harmful. If it is the pornography, talk about pornography. Do not start telling the child, oh, you are embarrassing me. Oh, you are a sinner. Just talk about pornography and why you think pornography is a problem. Explain that you love the child and that you wish the best for them. And explain how this behavior or drug is affecting their education, their family life, or their work life. So try and help them see that this habit that they're engaging in is actually harmful for themselves and for the people that they love. 
get them into a program that focuses on the root cause of the problem. For example, let get them into a program that addresses self-esteem. If in case you think their problem is the low self-esteem, if they were raped as a child, get them into a program that addresses the rape. If they have a personality disorder, get them into a program that addresses the personality disorder and not necessarily the results of the personality disorder. A lot of the programs that are out there mainly focus on the alcohol, mainly focus on this on the smoking, they focus on the on the pornography, but rarely do they do they address the underlying issue. Rarely do they address the low self-esteem, the previous trauma, the previous rape, the previous rejections the previous um, physical abuse that a person, especially a child, may have faced. Encourage your child to engage in regular exercise. Exercise activity or any physical activity is helpful because it releases good uh, feel-good hormones. And these are good because they give the child a kind of high. It may not be as high as the one that you get from a drug, but it gets you somewhere. And this may help a child to not feel the need to get something else to give them a high. So a regular exercise program, whatever it is the child is interested in, if it's running, tennis, judo, jujitsu, any sporting activity that the child may be interested in. It may also help to get your child into an award program. This means that uh, you set goals for your child and every time they achieve those goals, you give them a reward. It could be uh, giving them chores at home. It could be giving them books to read. It could be giving them a grade to work towards. It could be giving them a job and uh, telling them that if you achieve the following targets, you get a reward at the end of the month. These activities are good for the mind because every time you achieve a goal that had been set before, your brain releases a hormone called dopamine and this gives you that reward feeling which some people seek for in drugs and in activities. So this is like a supplement or a replacement. Instead of seeking that reward and that feel good from dopamine, from drugs and activities, you get it from actually achieving tangible and positive goals. Having open and honest conversations with teens that are non-judgmental and are relevant to their experience. Most parents have a separation from their teens and it becomes a relationship that is teacher, teacher, student or master servant. It should not be so, especially in this day and age where teenagers have access to a lot of information that we cannot control. Having open relationships with them, talking to them about their struggles, talking to them about sex, talking to them about relationships, talking to them about abuse, talking to them about the temptations that exist out there. This may go a long way in making your child uh, aware of the addictive behaviors that are out there and therefore helping them to stay clear of them. Being a good example as a parent, sometimes we want our children to not engage in addictive behaviors, yet we are engaging in addictive behaviors. So we are sending mixed signals to our children and children are better imitators of what you do than they are of what you say. So being good examples as parents, as teachers, as role models and as guardians will help our children to stay away from addictive behaviors. Thank you so much for listening to me this week. 
I will link in the show notes a chore chart that you can use for your children to keep them on track and keep them focused on a goal. And you can use this chore chart to reward them and help them to feel good about themselves such that they don't need to go looking for other ways to feel good and therefore engage in addictive behaviors. Remember to share this episode with the people who you think may benefit from it. Follow me in Facebook. I'm in a group called Marvelous Disabilities. In Twitter, I am at mdefabilities. And on Instagram, I am at defaba. Till next time. Bye-bye.